1: Ang episode na ito ay mula sa Bago Ang Lahat podcast. Kung gusto nyo ito, hanapin lang ang Bago Ang Lahat sa inyong podcast app at kilalanin ang ilang mauhusay na Pilipino bago sila sumikat.
2: May 23, 2017. The day bullets rained down on Marawi. All eyes were on the Marawi siege. We were bombarded with images of the fighting between government troops and the Maute group, who were ISIS allies. From our newspapers to our TV screens, to our Facebook and YouTube accounts even. The sight of men in uniform holding rifles was constantly on our feeds. But what we hardly saw were soldiers holding not guns, but relief goods for displaced civilians. That's not the picture we usually associate with the military. But that was precisely the job of Lieutenant Colonel Joar Herrera. Kilala natin ang ating mga leader, reformer at innovator para sa mga nagawa nila. Pero bago ang lahat, sino nga ba sila? Sa episode nito, na kilalanin natin si Joar Herrera the spokesperson of Joint Task Force Marawi, and the servant leader in the Philippine Army. Bago Ang Lahat, isang podcast ng Youth Leadership for Democracy, or YouthLed, a project of the Asia Foundation and the United States Agency for International Development. Powered by Puma Podcast. I'm your host, Kat Ventura, and today I'm joined by my co-host. Hi, hello, kamusta? I'm Shane Solidom. Kabata
3: Kabataan Chairperson of Barangay Villamonte College City, and also currently
2: a Lead Fellow. Glad to be here with you today, Kat! Yeah, glad to have you here, Shane! So, what do you remember of the Marawi Siege? Nakatuto ka rin ba sa balita nun?
3: If I remember, at the time I was a third-year college student, and news of the Marawi Siege was being televised all over the school. And we ended up volunteering to organize a peace camp to raise awareness among the school body kung anong nangyayari sa Marawi and to call for a peaceful conflict resolution.
2: Yeah, we saw it at roughly the same time. I was also in college then. I remember na nung kasagsagan ng Marawi Siege, lagi nating nakikita yung mukha ni Sir Joar sa bawat news report sa TV. Siya ang naging tulay sa pagitan ng publiko at ng mga nasa conflict zone. Pero ang hindi natin alam Siya rin ang nakikipag-coordinate para tulungan ang mga sibilyan. Mga ordinaryong taong nadawit lang sa labanan. At hanggang ngayon, ganito pa rin ang mission niya. Pero paano nga ba siya nakarating sa puntong ito? Kasama natin ngayong araw ang Man of the Hour.
4: I am Joe Herrera, Lieutenant Colonel of the Philippine Army and presently the Battalion Commander of 53rd Infantry Matapat Battalion Base in Sambuang
3: del Sur. Hi, Sir Joar. Nandito rin ang kanyang kapatid.
1: I'm Jason Acosta Herrera, third sibling of the family. I used to be a flight attendant, but at the moment I'm a car dealer, a owner of a, our family
5: business.
3: And we also have Sir Joar's subordinate at work.
5: Ako po si 2nd Lt. George V.U. Jr. Current designation ko po is the Civil Military Operations Officer or CMO Officer po ng 53rd IB based in uh, GIPOS, San del Sur. Lt. Col. Joar Herrera is my Battalion Commander po.
3: Hi, Sir Jason and Sir George. Salamat po sa pag sa aming podcast. So, let's talk about Lt. Col. Herrera. Joar was born on February 13, 1976, in Dupax del Norte, Nueva Vizcaya. That municipality is located at the heart of Luzon Island in Cagayan Valley, and the place is sprawling with rice paddies as far as the eyes can see. Joar is the eldest of six siblings, and his parents' names were Jesus and Ismenia Herrera. His father, Jesus, was a soldier, while his mother, Esmenia, was a science teacher. Theirs was a family with modest means, and life in Dupax, as a third-class municipality was one you would expect from the countryside. Ikwento niyo naman po, Sergio R.
4: Nakapaglaro talaga ako nung mga larong kaliyay, no? larong farm, yung pagsakay ng mga kabayo, kalabaw lumalaway sa ilog, no? tapos pag na-expose ka doon sa farmland, yung ang katikati talaga. Then, pagdating ng alas 5, kaya kain na kayo kasi walang ilaw. Then, magkupentuhan konte, Then, magigising ng madaling araw din, sasama ako sa lolo ko noon. Meron siyang rice field, meron siyang vegetable area, meron din siyang small fish pan. So, yun ang naalala ko. No? Yung Pag umikot na kaisa sa farm, e dala mo yung kalabaw, papakainin din yung kalabaw. Then pagbalik sa vegetable yung kukuha ka ng gulay, kung ano nakuha mong gulay doon, tapos pupunta doon sa small piece pa makakuha ng isda, yun na yung lulutuhin.
3: Wow! Fresh na fresh talaga pag sa perving Yeah,
2: pero iniwan din nila yung lugar na yun after a few years. Lumipat sila sa Tuguegaro City, still in Cagayan. But it offered more opportunities than their previous hometown. Mahirap pa rin ang buhay.
4: Dati, wala pa kaming sariling water system. Pupunta kami sa kapitbahay to get water. Experience ko rin mag-garden. May alaga din akong mga goat, manok, duck. No? Nangangahawin din ako ng firewood. Very simple ng living. Nakakakain ka ng meat during Sunday. But most of the time, gulay yung pulkain. Kasi sa hirap ng buhay.
2: But in Tagarao, better quality education was not far from reach, which was what Jesus and Ismenia wanted for their children.
4: Ang gusto nila sa amin, the best gift na pwedeng ibigay sa amin is about education. So So, 'yan yung discipline na ini-impart sa amin, uh, helping them house chores, mag-aral nang mabuti, do not involve in any you know, foolishness or mga barkada. So, Ganon yung childhood
3: ko. It's no surprise that their parents restrict. Marami sa mga relatives nila ay uniformed personnel at siyempre ang tatay nila mismo. What do you remember from those days, Jason?
1: We were raised with the military discipline.
3: Hindi ka pwedeng gumawa ng
1: katarantaduhan na ikakahiya ng pamilya kasi angkan kami ng mga sundalo at saka mga pulis. Pag napunta ka sa sitwasyon at napagulo ka, kung nasa tama ka, matutulungan ka nila. Pero pag ang ginawa mo, you have to face the consequences.
3: Within upbringing like this, plus the responsibilities of being an eldest child, Joar had to master discipline early on in his life. Starting with the small tasks, he delegated house chores to his younger siblings and he also began organizing study sessions with them.
1: Kinagawa namin lagi yung mag-aaral sa hapon, whether my assignment ka or hindi. Kailangan mong i-review yung mga lessons para the following day or may dumating mang pagsusulit na biglaan is hindi ka na mahirapan and very strict siya pagdating sa mga ganun. Every single night po yan, hindi po nawawala yon. Kaya makakapaglaro na lang kami pagdating ng Sabado and Sunday morning. Pero Sunday night, we have to study again.
2: Pumasok si Joar sa Tuguegerao Northeast Central School. Elementary palang pero humakot na siya ng maraming recognition. Constant honor student, president ng pupil government organization, captain ng baseball team, at valedictorian pa. Grabe naman! Napaka-driven
3: naman pala tong si Sir Joe R. Hindi lang sa academics magaling, sa sports pa. Pero Sir, sa pagkaalam ko, meron kayong nakakatuwang kwento tungkol sa graduation niyo.
4: Nag-graduate ako ng elementary. Yung father ko nag-graduate ng college. Kasi habang sundalo siya, nung na-assign na siya sa garrison, Siya.
2: And then high school, naman, because of his good grades, he was able to obtain a scholarship at the prestigious University of Saint Louis. a private school dating ateneo de togegarao. His classmates were the cream of the crop in Cagayan. It was his first time in this kind of environment, and he found himself growing even more competitive. And para ma-maintain yung scholarship niya. He was left with no choice but to
3: do well academically. But he went even beyond that. He joined the basketball varsity team and displayed his leadership in the mandatory citizens' army training. He also dabbled in science competitions and, wow, was awarded Scientist of the Year. Jesu, so, are curious. ba your motivation ng kuya during this time?
1: I guess it runs in our blood because in our family, Lahat kami, sobrang competitive namin in anyway. way. Pag gumawa siya ng isang bagay, kailangan nandun lagi yung puso niya. At ayaw niya ng basta bara-barang gawa. Gusto niya pag gumawa siya ng isang bagay, dapat yung perfecto. May-expect muna kasi sa kanya. Kasi nung mga bata pa kami, iba na talaga yung way of thinking niya. Hindi ka na magtataka na someday magiging isa siyang successful na tao. Kasi ganun yung mindset niya.
2: People have different perceptions of success. Ismen thought that the path to success was for her son to become an engineer.
4: Kasi sa mother po, yung sa mother niya na magkakapareb, merong sobrang mahirap, merong sobrang mayaman. At yung mga nakapag-aral, eh sila yung nagkaroon ng wealth and a lot of them are engineers.
3: Kaya pumasok si Joar sa St. Louis University sa Baguio take note at bang st louis toa ah, compared to where he went to high school but he dropped his engineering course one year later in 1994
4: para nakita ko kasi yung kahit na yung parents ko teacher yung father ko an ordinary soldier para mahirap pa rin ang buhay and namulat ako na pag ikaw ay nag-aral sa isang private school sa university you need a lot of money to send your children to that kind of university. I realized that the Philippine Military Academy And my grandfather was a war hero. He's a World War II veteran. Then my father also told me, this is also the opportunity for you. I had a cousin first to go to the academy and he retired Major General. So, Yun na naging motivation ko. Then sa amin, pag pumasok ka ng PMA, parang you are being glorified doon sa province. Tataas yung value ng family mo.
3: Ang gusto kong malaman ka, aside from the father, ano yung naging reaksyon ng pamilya ni Joar nung sinabi niyang
2: magsusundalo siya? Oo nga eh. Ano pong reaksyon ng pamilya ninyo, Sir Jason?
1: Lumaki kaming... Napapalibutan kami ng pamilyang sundalo at mga polis. So, kumbaga sa amin, hindi na hubago Alam mo yung excitement at the same time, may konting pagkabahala.
3: In fairness, mahirap naman talagang desisyon ang pagiging sundalo, lalo na kung magulang ka. So, when Joe R. stepped into the PMA campus, he knew he was making a lifelong commitment.
2: Yeah, definitely. PMA life is not for the faint of heart. As the training ground of the country's future Army, Navy, and Air Force leaders, cadets undergo intense military and academic training for four years. They do physical exercises, they learn to follow orders, they study military tactics, they mentally prepare for pressure and develop leadership skills. They also take social humanistic courses, as well as techno-scientific ones, so that graduates will not only be military officers, but also Bachelor of Science degree holders. This sounded perfect for Joar. With the kind of upbringing he had, he knew at least a bit of what was to be expected inside the academy. The discipline, the mental toughness. But his stay here also taught him how to be a leader, not just of his siblings, not just of his baseball team, but of a group of future soldiers of the Philippines.
4: So doon na rin ako nahon hon sa PMA about leadership to serve our country, our people in spite of the high risk that we are about to partake in the future. Parang in-embrace na yun, na once na maging sundalo ka talaga, you will offer your life for your fellow men and for your country. Kasi sa PMA, grabe dun eh. Lahat ibinigay sa'yo from food to health. Full time scholar ka, lahat ng pagkain mo, lahat ng equipment mo,
2: After four hard years, Joar graduated in 1999, and now he's ready to enter into the real world. So, what happens to a graduate of PMA? PMA cadets are trained to be future leaders of the country, at bilang leader. Hindi lang skills o intellect ang kinakailangan. Kailangan mo rin ng tamang values. Lieutenant George Yu is here to tell us what values the academy teaches to its students.
5: Courage to do what is right, integrity to practice what is right kahit wala nakakakita. So kung ano yung tama uh, kahit walang popuri sa amin, kahit walang magti-thank sa amin. Kaitwalang makakita kung ano yung ginagawa namin, we practice what is morally right. Then, syempre, loyalty to the flag, loyalty to our country, to our fellow Filipinos, to our nation, and loyalty to the organization.
3: Now, they have three possible career paths in front of them. They can join the Philippine Army, ito yung sa kalupaan. The Philippine Navy, sa karatatan or the Philippine Air Force sa Himpapawid. Joar joined the army. Kitang-kita sa kanya ang makings of a soldier. Disiplinado, detaliado, marunong sumunod, at marunong magpalakan. Pati yung pangalan niya, Joar, nanggalin yon kay John of Arc. The very same John of Arc na French warrior who led an army to victory. For now, balik muna tayo sa simula ng career niya.
2: Ang Moro Islamic
4: Liberation Front ay isang Sunni Islamist group na nasa katimugang bahagi ng Pilipinas. Ang grupong ito ang pinakaaktibo sa bangsa Moro region ng Mindanao na kinabibilangan ng Sulu, Archipelago, Palawan, Basilan at iba pang karating isla. Samantala, ang
3: MNL... He was assigned in Mindanao at the time of former President Joseph Estrada's all-out war against the Moro Islamic Liberation Front or MILF. This was years before the peace process between the Philippine government and the Muslim separatist group, years before the enactment of the Bangsamoro Organic Law.
4: Then you have the Abusaya, who continuously terrorizing our communities. And who will defend the helpless? Who will defend the community, the cities?
3: So, noong early 2000s, bagong sundalo pa lang si Joar. Sumabak na siya again. He was just 22 years old at the time.
4: So doon nahon yung role ng military na you are there to defend the helpless, defend the community from these groups. No? Pero siyempre may mga valid reasons din 'tong mga groups na 'to. Naiintindihan ko rin sila, but the form of transformation na nila is violence. They want to spill blood. So, yun yung pagkakaibay. Okay lang sana kung makipaglabang ka ng debate. Okay, pag natalo ka si debate, di ba? Pero hindi. That's why doon ako, nahon, na. sabi ko sa sarili ko, kahit mahirap, may greater purpose.
2: As platoon leader and company commander during the all-out war, Joar had several soldiers under him. Some were even twice his age. Kaya naman naramdaman niya yung burden na may mga buhay na nakasalalay sa kanya. It was hard to survive.
4: Ang sundalo no, nakakawilang three times a year sa bahay nila, just to visit their family. When I was second lieutenant, na nasa field, ako, alam niyo naglalakad ka for how many hours? You have to hike and traverse mountains to fulfill your mission. Then, dagawa ka ng duyan mo, yung parang tent mo para hindi ka mabasa kahit umulan. Pero yung utak mo gising pa rin because anytime, merong confrontation. Doon ko nakita talaga yung love for country because you are risking your life every day for the sake of peace and prosperity.
2: You know I can't imagine the feeling na any minute, your life could be in danger. And I'm sure it was hard on his family too. Sir Jason.
1: Number one ang homeland, pangalawa lang ang pamilya. So, kailangan kami, sa pamilya niya, kailangan namin tanggapin yun.
2: Despite this, palaging pinahuhusay ni Joar ang sarili niya. Nasa bundok man siya, o kapatagan, may dalda-dala siyang libro sa bag.
4: Alam mo, ginagawa ko sa command ko ngayon. Pinabapasak ko ng libro yung mga officers. Sabi ko, you know, one of the key indicators of successful individuals, they love reading books and i considered books as my ultimate mentor
2: matapos ang pitong taon sa field balik pma Shah, this time as an instructor this was in 2006 siya na ang nagtuturo sa mga cadets
4: so i introduced the concept of servant leadership as one of the many concepts in pma because I believe in servant leadership you go beyond yourself he needed to build community, establish communication with the people.
3: Then, he pursued further studies. He took his Master's in Social and Development Studies in UP, Baguio, where he got the chance to explore this concept even more.
4: I concept ni Robert Greenlip ng servant leadership sa aking study. And I was able to measure the impact of servant leadership in the military. So... I ako ng opportunity na pumunta ng US to present the paper about servant leadership in PMI kasi pioneering study yun. and it is now very popular pero alam i-introduce ko yan, when I was a captain nagdami kong challenges kasi they perceive as a soft approach of leadership and dapat pag military tough strong the authoritarian style of leadership but i think after all years the military has embraced the importance of servant leadership. Until now, I'm that 90% of the work done the 53rd Infantry Metallica is community service, helping people, empowering the impoverished communities. That's the transformation of the military from a war freak to peace builder soldiers.
2: Wow! We rarely hear military personnel embracing this concept. To think, we civilians always have this impression that the military is pa barilan. But they also have the communities to improve their living conditions.
3: It's an alternative approach we must consider to attain the peace that we've long sought for in the Philippines. Tiana, when Joar graduated from U.P. in 2010. Ipinagpatuloy niya ang ganitong layman.
4: Kung mapapansin niyo po yung mga nababalitaan natin na nakukuli, ito po ay sumbong ng mga taong bayan.
2: Nung naganap ang Marawi siege, hindi lang siya spokesperson ng Joint Task Force Marawi. Naging chief din siya ng Civil Military Operations Coordinating Center o CMOCC. The CMOCC took care of the civilians affected by the conflict by working together with local government units, NGOs, and other stakeholders. They rescued people who were trapped in the battle zone, they provided food for evacuees, they offered psychosocial support to traumatized children, and they even created spaces for constituents where they could have dialogues. Dahil din Ramadan noon, Colonel Herrera announced that there would be a humanitarian pause or ceasefire on Idil Fitir to let Muslims celebrate the holiday.
4: Hindi natin matatapos ang problema kung puro military power because we are dealing with humans. So ang nangyayari sa Marawi, habang nakikipagbakbakan yung mga war fighters natin, kinakausap natin itong mga different leaders, religious leaders, traditional leaders, to support the moves of the
0: government.
3: Lieutenant George Hugh, who was still a cadet at that time, looked up to Lieutenant Colonel Herrera when he saw him on TV.
5: I saw how expertly he handled yung ating media tsaka yung ibang mga stakeholders. Minsan nga, nandito na ako, battalion commander ko na siya, binabalik-balikan ko yung mga interviews niya, yung dati pa para baka may makuha ko na mga lessons.
3: Lieutenant Colonel Herrera now leads the 53rd Infantry Battalion, where his style of leadership continues to make an impact on his subordinates.
5: Nakakita kami nang battalion commander na talagang inaalagaan yung tao niya, pag birthday ng immediate family member, umuwi ka ganyan, pag may sakit ka, magpagaling ka. Siya yung leader kasi na nakikinig sa uh, for example, kaming staff niya. Yung take namin sa certain situations, ano yung inputs namin, para makapag decide siya maganda, a leader that listens.
2: Since he was young, Lieutenant Colonel Joe R. Herrera always put his heart in everything he did. He did his best to help his family, whether with the housework or with choosing not to burden his parents with school fees.
3: He even dedicated a portion of each day to tutor his
2: siblings,
3: knowing that this effort will bear fruit in the long run.
2: He has made a commitment to serve the country and his fellow Filipinos, even to the point where he was willing to put his life on the line. The discipline and excellence instilled in him, he uses to give back to the community. At the end of the day Lieutenant Colonel Herrera believes that true soldiers must be servant leaders.
4: You always see the impact for the community and the people compassion yung empathy when you use your heart,
2: You've been listening to Bago Ang Lahat, isang podcast ng Youth Leadership for Democracy, or YouthLed, which is a project of the Asia Foundation and the United States Agency for International Development. Powered by Punga Podcast. I'm your host, Kat Ventura. And I'm Shane Solidong. The clips you heard were from PTV on YouTube. This episode was written and produced
3: by Macy Hoven, with editorial support and additional research from Trisha Kino
2: and was edited by Mark Casillian. Thank you for listening to the first season of Bago Ang Lahat. You can now binge on all five episodes featuring the lives of Filipino leaders, reformers, and innovators. Washington Sisip, Senator Hubito Salonga, President Ramon Magsaysay, Congresswoman Sara Elago, and Lieutenant Colonel Joar Herrera. We hope you were inspired, like we were, by their journeys. Subscribe to Baguang Lahat on Spotify or wherever you listen. And if you like what you heard, please share with your friends so they can discover our podcast as well. The future starts with you, the youth. If you want to learn more about opportunities to develop your leadership, connect with fellow youth leaders, and learn more about civic education, follow Youth Leadership for Democracy or... At YouthLedPH on social media. Maraming salamat po.
0: Hold up.